What's wrong with you? But sister, they are just ninjas trying to release their wiggles. Hey, Siri. Set a timer for five minutes from this point in time. Your timer is set for five minutes. I thought if I worded it differently and it would give me something a little better, but it just picked up what I was putting now. I felt like it read you pretty well. I'm um, very... <laughs> I figured it out. The wiggles are all about whatever's on your mind is trying to get it out of the way so that way we can have a conversation about something, right? So what's on my mind is that damn Bernie Sanders meme. It is the most viral thing I've ever seen in my life. I've seen it in comic books, comic book covers that recently came out already. I've seen them on an Outcast cover. <laughs> it's everywhere. I've seen them on the Jedi yeah. Council. Like it, it is everywhere. Yeah. I don't think it's ever done. He could be on the Jedi Council. There's a picture where he's on the Jedi Council. <laughs> and he's just sitting there with the, the arms folded. It's pretty fucking funny. Um, money, I will. Or spend it. Like, like, I don't know. Like, you tell me that he's actually upset about the, the, the picture, the meme. Okay, well, look at the picture. Does he look happy? Nah, he, dude, dude he, got screwed out of being president. He wants to go home because it's cold. He's just a great, cranky old man, dude. He's like, got fucked out of being the president. Has to go to like watch the other guy be the president. He don't even like all that much. And the dude even offered him a job. So he's like working for that guy now. And he's like, damn, it's cold too. Like, fuck this. I'm not even wearing a suit. <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to wear <laughs> this big ass parka. And this guy can suck it. Like, you know, good on him, man. At least he went. You know, yeah, last, right. Last, oh, of course last, he's going to go, man. The, the guy's guy had the office didn't go. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you act like a, like a child, dude. You know, you got a childish mindset. You do childish things. Even the vice president showed up. Like, good on him, man. Yeah. The way yeah. it rolled was fucking weird. Because then, you know, whatever. You get all these people posting stuff about how somehow this is an overthrow of the government. And there's pictures of Trump walking carefully to the people celebrating him. He, didn't he get rushed to the fucking Oval Office because there was issues and protests? I think was it him or was oh, it might have been Bush? That was Bush. Bush. I think we forget how Bush wasn't a very good president either. No, man. I don't forget at all. But yeah. the guy, that's why when Bush came out and said something about his about like distancing himself and just being like, yeah, you're like, damn. I was like, damn, that guy can't even spell, and he's like, I know. I don't, I don't want to get behind this guy. Yes, I kind of even touch this guy. He's like, well, damn, man. Like, even George Bush, like, he ain't even touching it. Like, it's pretty, uh, Bush, it's kind Bush, of telling. Bush George Bush Texas and has Mexican family members, and he still was pumping the wall. The wall. <laughs> you know what I'm like, and then went back to Texas. He's on his ranch again, and no one's giving him any heat about it. It's like, I did, that's what I had to say so I could keep my job. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Like, he was from Connecticut, you know. Like, think about it. the Bushes were, were from Connecticut, oh, and dude just had to. And his dad, who was the president, was like, "Hey, go find a state and be the governor of it." So he was like, "All right, I'll show up at a state." Oh, look, Texas. There's a bunch of Republicans there. Shows up, acts actually got worked on his first ever like public office, like because the other guy was like straight Texas. And he's like, dude, you got this Connecticut boy coming in here telling us what to uh, do." And then, and he's like, "Damn, I'm getting worked." So he like rethought his process, went back, did governor. 
You know, he's like, he's just like, I'm Texas now. I'm a Texas boy. I'm, I'm from Texas. Like my dad, he had a house out here in Texas. It's not the same as living in Texas. Having a house in Texas doesn't mean that you lived in Texas. It's not the same shit. You know, <laughs> like, show me the birth certificate. Where were yeah, you born? Man. I will say this: the guy has that down to a T. He has the Texas guy down to a T. I'd yeah, have a beer with George W. Bush, like you know, just be like, "How did you do that?" He's like, "Well, my daddy, he was, you know, he was the president, so I figured I, I got to be the president too." You know, like one of the weird things about being about like before I came out here, I was like, "How can he be from Texas but distance himself from Mexicans so much?" Right? They, sh- mm-hmm. even though I know that they're a big part of his base because he's from Texas, and there's a lot of Mexicans in Texas. And then when I got here and I'm like, oh, you got all these Mexicans that are born here that think they're different from other Latinos. Yeah, they're Tejanos. Yeah, so they're somehow a Republican and this yeah. is their land. Like, no, you're just as poor as the other guy. That's Dude, you know, like, we don't even like you in Texas. Like, exactly. exactly. They don't like, like you. Oh. That's why you're calling yourselves Tejanos because you'd just be Texans if they gave a damn about you. They are like yeah. children that just want their father's approval so bad and they just can't get it. They can't. Dude, hey, we just tore the Mexican Texas though. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, apparently it's somewhere because we just we just spent a little bit of time taking them to task for enjoying Texas. Like I was know, talking like, about the metaphorical border and the literal border <laughs> of Texas. It moves a lot. Christ. What do we just do right now? I think we went meta. Uh, welcome back to Captain Fever. Tony G, Big Ed, Captain Fever crew. Houses in San Antonio cost 200 and up. That ain't shit. I'm going to be honest. When I bought my house for, I could buy three houses. Oh, I know. Like, not bragging, just saying. Like, And then probably like all three of those houses that I had just bought in Texas, would you'd be able to fit uh, two houses in each lot. Like two lots that I bought here in California, you'd be able to put one of two of those lots in one of the lot that I bought. So I would have been able to buy the size of six houses as opposed to the three that I bought. Okay. On that note, I'd like to take this moment for our audience, even though I'm from Los Angeles and I'm from California, I love it to death. If you're listening right now, get out. Get out. While you still can. You're going to end up owing money and you're going to become homeless or you're not going to get Anything that the land is worth later because you're going to owe too much fucking property tax. Get the fuck out. Sell your shit and go buy a vacation house in another country and then buy a house in the Midwest somewhere. Who cares? It's crazy. Like right now, the the property value, talk property if you want to, man. Like it's, I can probably make about $300,000 for what I'm going to, but if I sold my house today for what I bought it for, I'll make $300,000. And that's without, like, that's literally just, hey, they came in, they looked at your house, they saw you live like a pig, and, and you know, like I got not that's without even cleaning it or making any of the repairs that I was actually looking to make. I could make about three hundred, and that's like great speculation on my part, I guess. I mean, but your one thing is true, and this is just the thing: uh, location is everything, and you pay for the weather. You know, like my weather is slightly. Well, it was way more shittier than where we used to live, right? Which yeah, is yeah. costs a million dollars, and you can fit two of those lots in one of my lots. But for some reason, the uh, coastal property is expensive up and down the West Coast. 
But as soon as you get to like Venice, <laughs> it just dips, goes back around and then hits Marina del Rey. And all that land right there was just dirt cheap forever. Yeah, for a very long time. Not anymore. No, of course not. I'm just saying, like, historically yeah. looking back, Santa Monica was always expensive. Oh, yeah. The beach was always expensive. You know, like going up and down the West like, Coast. It was, it was El Segundo and, and Venice, the two the, the two industrial. One was kind of just grimy. The oh, other one was El Segundo was right by, yeah, where the factory, right? Yeah, there, yeah there's there, too there. many factories and crap there, you know, just some SoCal real estate talk, keeping you, keeping you riveted to the edge of your seat over here at Cabin Fever. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Cabin Fever. I didn't know El Segundo had a Times Square. Have you seen? Have you they been do there? have a Times Square. I was like, what? It's a little. They also have a really place. They have one place that has great tacos, seafood tacos. I'm by the by the beach. Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of oily, but. <laughs> All right. So. Uh... <laughs> oh, Tony. What are you drinking there? This is a singer. Sing, it's a it's a Thai beer. Sure is. Yeah, right. I had the shirt. I bought it at a Bebmo because uh, I had a Singha shirt for the longest time, which fit me really tight. And it turned out it was my wife's shirt, and I was wearing it <laughs> for a while. Uh, but either way, I was like, I should try that beer one day, and uh, I just tried it, and it's strong but bad. It doesn't taste that good. Uh, that, that being said, it was also expensive, which I guess because it's imported. And I think imports are going to go down, you know, moving forward. You know, new president and all. Oh. That's yeah, I did that. I went, uh, I segued it perfectly. As, and telling by your face. Okay, but this is not a fucking realty show. So we're not here to give people fucking financial uh News. You should just take it anyway. Just saying. It's a little, yeah. it's a little rapey when you say it that way. What, what are we talking about today? As we far as talking about, as far as my rapey tones about real estate, we are talking about a rapey thing. Changing <laughs> a rapey the, thing. Well, the, the previous guy was a little rapey. Uh, changing of the guard, not just um, specifically in our country, just the changing of the guard as a uh, an event, as a historical event when when um control of a population changes hands so to speak i figure we're going to focus on what's going on right now but maybe we won't maybe we will this is ed san antonio chilling here with my boy tony who's very very tired because we've been doing this for three and a half hours <laughs> tony how you doing over it now? took us about about 20 minutes to get to this point there's 20 minutes of loose footage somewhere out there in the ether that got us to this point where I could say there's a new president <laughs> and there's a change into the guard is what you're referring to a little bit. Uh, you are right. I think uh, here on Cabin Fever, I think we're just going to address it because we took a little bit of time to do this. Uh, we don't like to draw lines here, right? Uh, we're not like, I mean, we come off a certain way. You know, and that's just because of our sensibilities are a certain way. And that's all political thought is really. Uh, but rather than just talk about how it's so great to have a different president or something like that. How about it's more like talk about the, the, the differences we will notice, the changes that will happen in our our world or just around us moving forward. Uh, right. I like I like I like that as a way to um, interpret it instead of pointing fingers. 
and being super like divisive. Um, I guess um, one of the first things I saw that is happening already is uh, I think they're letting uh, college um, loans be put on hold indefinitely without fines. Which yeah, is not, just, which is not something that's federal loans, uh, federal federal uh, education loans, uh, which is not a crazy thing. But if you think about um, being a college student and not working and having to worry about still paying a payment, and if you don't, then you're going to get penalized over and over again. When it's, all of this is beyond your control, that is such a minor gesture that means a lot to people as opposed to um, broader strokes like healthcare, stuff like that. Like that means a lot to a lot of people too, but I think it's just a nice uh, foreshadowing of even the little things mean something. It's, well, it, it affects you directly. That's the thing. It, it, imagine if you're, you're, you can't make that payment and you're wondering how you're going to make it. No, I know. I mean, it, yeah, I'm, I'm 43 like, years old. I'm not worried about that, but I, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> but I can see it. Um, yeah. I, even though, and I know a lot of people are not thinking about that, but I'm just trying to point out something that maybe someone hasn't thought of and realized like, oh shit, that is. And I know, I know a lot of people that listen are around our age or younger or a little bit older from what it looks like on the demographics are on, we're all over the place. But even if it's not you, you have kids and they're, they're going in, like my daughter just started college last year. Like there's a lot of us that are going to be paying for college or they have to get loans for and you know that's stress off them it's really stressful just being in college and planning your future right right it's college is college payments we still pay my wife's college yeah exactly you, you yeah see. and i'm 40 you know <laughs> like, yeah it's like a loan shark thing dude. yeah college used to actually be free or relatively cheap like it wasn't expensive to go to college yeah. until you know God knows when. Uh, like, honestly, there's a story there. We should probably dig that up. Uh, that being said, uh, you, I'm going to say one thing. Uh, when the last guy became the president, the one thing that bothered me the most, like most of the time, policy changes are just exactly that. They're policy changes. And most of the time, you're not going to see much of a difference. You're like, okay, yeah, okay, cool. Maybe I'll pay a little more, a little pay a little less in tax time. What else? You know, like that's that's just playing the game. Uh, the one thing that I bothered me is the the last guy didn't give a damn about the environment. I mean, we've done this before. I've been on this show talking about how the environment, like the, the way we don't, the way we treat the world, is going to just we're going to pay for it later, and we won't pay for it. Our children, will. and uh, I think that's something that really bothered me. Uh, because uh, it's bigger than what you think or what's going on or what policies are in place or, or what you think it's like, you know, what they, what you think they are doing. It's actually more like, well, that's something that they, and the they at that point is my children are going to have to deal with the world uh, moving forward, like being hotter or my great grandchildren or whatever, they're going to be screwed and it's going to be my fault. Uh, now like I, hopefully that'll change. And if that's part of the change in the guard, then I'll be happy with it. Because normally I don't necessarily care about who the president is. It's more about uh, the foresight that 
the country was taking and, and kind of like what, what direction they're in. Have you ever wondered why um, that uh, paper towel recycled stuff uh, is called seventh generation? Because it means that seven generations down the line will feel it. Yeah, that, no, that you're you're a custodian now for the like for the next seven generations. Like basically, what you do now will affect uh, all those generations. And it's seven point, down the line. Whatever you did, the footprint will be gone, but it'll take up to seven generations. You know, so like if, even if you do something minor, like dump some oil or dump some something in the ocean like it's still gonna affect you know that look at the look at hiroshima and nagasaki you know like that's the extreme version of how many generations will be affected by a bad choice um but we do right. it on a smaller scale all over the place and like as like you were saying i agree that all of those um those bans that have been lifted in the in the name of making money i hopefully will start to go back to normal and we start healing uh the planet again not just each other yeah it's i mean it's if you look at it this way look we're americans americans do not like three things being told what to do being told how to live and they don't like to pay taxes they don't and that's probably everybody in the world but like they don't like to pay taxes but sometimes those taxes like they help you like you don't see the help you're not going to see that but the people down the line are going to see it's like paying insurance I mean, that, that sucks. Nobody likes to pay car insurance or, or health insurance. Like health insurance is the biggest sham in the freaking world, but you still pay it because you're concerned about moving forward or how you're going to protect your family moving forward or how you're going to live your life moving forward. You can't do that if you're you know, paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in medical expenses. But you know, that same difference there, those taxes are paying for what's going to happen moving forward. And if you can't see that, then you, you have to kind of calibrate. You're like, okay, look, I can't see that, but I pay a lot of other things that way. And, and part of me sees why they're sees why Donald Trump became the president in the first place. Personally. But no, no, it was definitely uh, set up beforehand. Socially. Um, we were too comfortable and they were too angry. Uh, the I guess I guess the best analogy to what you were saying is it's like not uh, taking care of your car, not doing little maintenance on your car, so then your car breaks down. Now you gotta get a new fucking car. It's yeah. a lot easier. You can't even easier. sell the other one. You gotta yeah, like yeah. donate it. You gotta start from scratch. It's a lot yeah. easier to just put money into it, even though you don't know if it's working or not. <laughs> yeah, right. you don't, I don't know how how an automobile works, but I assume when I get an oil change, it's doing something that helps the car. You know. <laughs> now like, like definitely you know, and, and that's what taxes are like uh <laughs> what is Thank what you. is like something that you see changing immediately uh i don't see anything changing immediately to be quite honest i mean i almost i mean maybe a few more people just wear masks because it's kind of more mandated uh i don't see much it's a freaking tall ass hill to climb man this is a, quite the hole that's been dug already the hole was already there and then the dug got the hole got dug deeper yes. some people don't even believe there's a hole you know and, and you're like okay well th let's see what happens here I, I think that ultimately 
if we're lucky, uh, maybe three, two, three years down the line, we're we're going to be in better shape as a, as maybe a society, hopefully, because I, we have to learn something. Like we, if, let me put it this way: uh, let's say you were one of those guys who stormed the Capitol building, right? Uh-huh. Like, and I'm not saying like you're a Republican, like cool, you voted for Donald Trump, that's on you, that's your that's your business. But you didn't go, okay, well, my guy lost. Now it's time for insurrection. Like those guys who did that, that's uh, a direct, that, that direct response is, I still haven't learned anything from any of this. Even the guys who go to jail or like even the girl who got killed, like and everybody saw her and saw it happen. They, they, they probably go like, oh yeah, well, this is because of, of, of the fraud or whatever, you know, like the idea that, because I know, I know plenty of people who still think that it's like, nah, it's some bullshit. We live in a sham now. It's like, wow. And that is the idea. Wouldn't you call into question your, the, the political system in which you are governed, like how to the most primitive thing, wherein like how the leader is, is formed, how the leader is created is once you call into question that and people start to believe it, you got a problem on your hands. And that is what's going on now. Uh, and shit, it's been going on for years with the Electoral College. We all, all frank about it, but most, but most people were just cool with it because they're like, okay, this is the way it is. Uh, I think I said this a long time ago to somebody else, not on this show. It was like the best thing about Donald Trump getting elected is it kind of, he just exposed the American political political system for what it is like it's flawed and it needs to be better like the the opening statement the opening line in the constitution is uh we the people of the united states in order to form a more perfect union that's not even grammatically correct because nothing can be perfect and nothing can be even more perfect it's actually they're saying hey look this is not perfect we're trying to make it more perfect, much like El Wapo was was not famous. He was infamous. You know, like it's like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, neither does that first line of the Constitution. Like they were like, hey, look, this needs to be open to interpretation and change because if it isn't, you don't get the point of this exercise. Yeah, hundred percent. And right. Yeah, that's well put. Um, I. <sighs> I mean, if we're just like riffing on things that might change now that the uh, powers that be have changed, I, I would hope that open racism is going to drop. Uh, police brutalities openly will drop. Maybe not the ones that are killed in their house, but the ones that are just beaten in the street in the middle of the day. That'll go away. It'll, it won't be cool to be so aggressive. Openly race. Well, I, look, it's pretty obvious that America's a racist country, bro. And I think it's pretty obvious that the world is racist. Like people are just that way. They prefer things a certain way. Like one person can be racist. A group of people together is a racist mob, you know, like that's just, and people think certain ways, but the ability not to act on it, to tolerate is what is needed. Correct. Yeah. I just took a bunch of mushrooms uh, this weekend and my tolerance level is through the roof. I, it, it's a chemical reset. It's an antidepressant. So, like, whatever anxiety I had over the past year, 
um, is gone. Yeah, last show you had a real strong. You you were you had a lot of ennui. Last show you were you were like I'm not drinking a lot. You're stuck to the gills, and you're you're a lot looser. Doing better. I I like it. I'm I'm, uh my head's on the swivel, as Ron Burgundy would say. (laughs) Keep your head on the swivel, man. (laughs) You never know where they're gonna swing from. He's got to keep it on the swivel. Um, Yeah, like like some things are gonna change, and some things won't. Like a lot of things won't. Um, you know, like. I think somebody told me this a while back. They're like, dude, it doesn't matter who the president is. You know, like there's it's just how you treat the people around you. You know, you you make your community a better place. It's going to be a better place. It doesn't matter who who the president is. You know, like, and look, it does help when there's an overall sense of security within the nation that you're in, where everybody can feel like they can get along and not be walking on eggshells around each other. But uh like I said, as long as you just treat others with kindness, or maybe you're going to be in a better place. Doesn't matter who they are. But see, like I think what you're saying about it just changes hands and things keep going. Like, is ICE still going to be a thing? What ICE? What the immigration and yeah. central camps and everything? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck ICE means. I mean, but I mean, uh, a lot of things Obama couldn't get rid of. So yeah, well, I mean, Guantanamo. May, well, no, you can't get rid of ICE because. The like all things being equal, controlling the border is important, man. You have too many people flooding into the country, it's going to be problematic. I mean, granted, we got a big country and all, but if you don't know who's in the country, you got problems. So, yeah, ice needs to be a thing, but perhaps ice doesn't break down doors, kicking, waving four fours, you know, like they don't, they don't start, you know, like, hey, we got a hot tip, it was just like kick down some guy's door. No, don't do that, but whole family. If they're like, hey, we patrol the border, you know, send people back and trying to go, you know, that's that's part of the game, man. It's part of the gig. Yeah, Poyos versus Coyotes. I saw that recently. Yeah. Take something out of you. Yeah. Well, that being said, this is Kevin Fever. Be nice to everybody. You know, it doesn't matter who you vote for. You know what it matters is how you treat everybody around you. Be a good citizen. And you know what? Good things happen to you. It's like the secret. Catch you later. I thought the secret was... One man can't do everything, but everyone can do something. I feel like I nailed that already. That's exactly what I said. Duh. That's a mortal technique. Actually, that's not.